I'm Tech, he's Prim, we're music producers talking Philly sports, and uh, I gotta tell you, it's not much to talk about. No, no, not well, at there's all. Other, there's, let me correct myself, there's a lot to talk about. Too much to unpack. But not much of it's gonna be pleasant. No, none of it. Really, none of it, except for, I will state, the one time on this show tonight, that we're, or today, that we're gonna do anything positive, is I'm rather impressed with the defense out the gate the last two weeks. Very impressive first halves against good offenses, above average offenses. Yeah, okay. That's it. Other than that, it's not good. I mean, it looks like we got some linebackers. But look, if I'm Jeffrey Lurie, sitting in the owner's box. He looked upset. I mean, my mind is made up. Even with the mask on, you can see it in his eyes. Oh, yeah. He's looking at that field. and, and, And on top of it all, you're looking at a completely empty link where typically you have 70,000 heads dropping $50 each. I mean, this is Monday night football. Prime time. Prime time. Against a a team in Seattle that you just never beat. You never beat Russell Wilson. They have a history, even before Russell Wilson, of smoking us on prime time. Which is just ridiculous. Remember the the game in 05? It was like 42-0. Yeah. Like McMahon. If I'm Jeffrey Lurie, sitting last night Uh. in the owner's box... My mind is made up. Just bleeding money. It's it's. He's just bleeding money, and his team can't beat anybody. Anybody. We're financially stuck with Carson. I think the Jaguars would beat us right now. Probably. They looked all right yesterday. They almost came back. Well, well you they got Sidney Jones. <laughs> <laughs> who's who's actually rated higher than Darius Slay? I can't do it, bro. Coverage rating I, is I, higher. I can't do it. Well, in Slade's defense, that was his worst game of the year last night. The the glaring mistake isn't even the amazing catch that DK Metcalf made on him early to touchdown. The glaring mistake is the first drive of the game when you force Seattle into a third and twelve, and you get flagged for unsportsmanlike conduct and give them a free first down in the red zone. So on lucky the opening drive for them. So lucky that Derek Barnett bailed them out on that fourth down goal line stance. You're not kidding. That, and that's what so I'm talking lucky. about when I mentioned the defense off the jump. I mean, that defense did everything that eleven guys could do to keep us in that game. But here's the thing about defense: the defense comes and makes a great play. If the offense does not capitalize exactly. on it, then the defensive, the great defensive play we just saw didn't happen. It doesn't matter. Because <laughs> you're, you're, it's, like, it's almost like a stalemate. Because when you have a quarterback like Russell Wilson on the other side of the field, who, amazingly enough, does not really light it up against us. No. He doesn't. This guy's averaging 18 points a game in his last 12 quarters against us. Russell Wilson, we can't beat him, but he struggles every game against us. He really does. He struggles to win against us, but but he does. Here's the thing. They they don't need him to beat us. They need him to beat teams like New Orleans. Right. And they need him to beat teams like Green Bay. But to beat us, they had a defense come in historically came in the worst defense in NFL history. Oh, yeah. And we barely, barely... Managed to gain 250 yards, and the last 60 of those yards 
was your mop-up stats at the end of the game oh, that don't yeah. even matter. Don't even matter. Like that goofy touchdown catch, which was remarkable by Richard Rodgers. Richard Rodgers catches everything. Except for the first play of the, the game. Beast. Hit him right in the hands. Yeah, now, listen, I, that was partially broken up. I don't put that on him. That, that There's that, an old that, saying you know, in football, you touch it, you catch it. You touch it, you catch it. I, I know what you mean. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't really, an easy catch. He's really short, short-handed. He is. He, he is. catches everything in his direction. I mean, he, wow. Typically. Wow. Typically. We're, we are financially stuck with Carson. Yeah. Um, the yeah. O-line is in shambles. I want to see an off-season to repair, you know, like we talked about. Doug's play calling is... As atrocious as it gets. I've never seen it this bad. There's no continuity. And the wide receivers, you know, they would have to be better to even be considered trash at this point. They'd have to be playing better. Fogum fell off the face of the earth. Where did he go? Which leads me to another point. Alshon Jeffrey, 49% of the snaps, Fogum 51. They're splitting snaps. It is a complete and utter bewildering disgrace number to even process. <laughs> it's disgraceful. You know why? Because just like you're saying that they are kind of technically stuck with Carson because of the massive contract, well, they've been stuck with Alshon for two years. Right. So but this, this leads go. me to believe, I hate to tell you this, I hate to tell you this, this leads me to believe, and Doug's comments earlier even back it up to some degree, but Fulgham seems like a flash in the pan. He might have been. And Doug said, well, he's cooled off. Well, here, like, here's the thing. He did it against some of the best defenses in football. You right. go out and you have nights like that. He did. He, he was the best statistical receiver for a month yeah. straight against Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and San Francisco in that mix. You but if be you're evenly me. splitting snaps between Alshon Jeffrey and Fogum, then you know that they think that Jeffrey is better ultimately, than Fulgham. There's a very high chance that Travis Fulgham is cut loose in the offseason. Definitely. Speaking of cut loose, they cut Will Park. I saw that. I did see his tweet thanking Philly. Class act. Uh, veteran. Philly guy. Veteran Philly. player. Let's talk about Jalen Hurts for a minute. I felt like when he was brought into the game, it was right at the appropriate time to have him come in. Unfortunately... You get a false start, okay? That's un- it's almost understandable considering could, could be he comes on him, in. Could be on a tackle. Yeah, it was all prior. It, it, it was all prior. Right. Yeah. It's understandable. The snap count is different. Okay. True. That second play, he completes a pass to guess who? Alshon Jeffrey. He did on the sideline. It was a nice little five yard. Alshon out. will catch it if it's not Carson throwing. That's it a confidence. <laughs> That's a confidence building throw. Right. That's the point. The whole idea of, oh, but, get, the, but then he gets pulled. Well, Carson's because it was brought a, back in the game. It was a package. It wasn't a change. But that's it? not a package. That Big is difference. a poor excuse for a package. Maybe. That is a be- I'm Look. Maybe. The whole country was watching this thing. And oh, they the were. city, they were. when Jalen Hurts came in, the pulse of the city went to, yes, let's see what we got in the Rook because... All these three and outs in a row to start this game, right. especially not capitalizing right. off of two fourth down stances. Which is remarkable. Remarkable. Against a team like Seattle. And it's time to see what you got. You really don't have much to lose if they would have just let Jalen play this whole second half last night. Why? Because then you could still start look, Carson next week anyway, but you at least you know. You know why they didn't, though? Because it was a pretty tight game for most of that game. For three quarters, that's a one score game. What's the, what is the argument for. 
not letting him have that series. Well, that's coming. That that that's coming. It's too. Here's the problem. We talked about it you last week. Carson he comes in and gets sacked. And that's the end. You're, of you're it. in a conundrum because even though they look absolutely horrible, even though they cannot seem to beat anybody right now, the truth is, no. the truth is, you're a half game. You're, you're, you're one bad week from New York, Washington, and Dallas, which is pretty likely each right. week, from first place. So that is messing with the normal flow of what we would normally get with a three-win team at this point in the season. You would normally see the rookie getting all the snaps at this point, probably. Right. But the reason you're not going to is because they finish with Washington and Dallas. And even if you look horrible for the next three games, which you probably will against New Orleans, Green Bay, and Arizona, you still could win those last two games and host a playoff game. It's remarkable to even say, bro. I know, but to see Carson come right in and promptly get sacked, that's the end of that drive. It's Absolutely. like, why couldn't you have just let the kid finish out the drive? I'm not upset at that. I you mean, know, if, I'm not the, upset if, at that. if the kid can't get the first down and you got to punt the ball, what's the difference? You're right. You're I right, man. I get it. You're it's right. just it's, it's it's like a it's like an organizational failure that that never stops and continues to further it's top Fail. down. It's top down. I mean, <laughs> you, that, uh, Howie, Howie, in my opinion, and we kind of have briefly talked about this too. Howie is the first one to blame, in my opinion, um, in combination with yeah. Lori for yeah. letting for uh, letting absolutely. him for letting him go this long, picking oh, my, such terrible players. Not terrible players, but the, not the right players. Yeah, I actually not the placed right the blame number one at uh, Jeffrey Lori, and we'll get to this on, on my doom and gloom this okay. week. Right, I, I, I hold Jeffrey Lori's feet to the fire on this one. He's my number one. Uh, blame for this. I don't understand how as a scout, as a GM, as anything revolving around the sport of football that you would go, you would look at DK Metcalf, and then you would look at J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, and you would draft J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. That's exactly what we talked about. It's it's mind-numbing. It is I know we said it before, (laughs) but it's it's so embarrassing and such an indictment. I don't even know where to begin on it. It's just like, yes, it happened, and we have to get over it. I know. But I I can't. I, I know, can't man. do I it. Know. I can't get over it. I and then there was the, the neck injury and worried about. I don't care about a neck. Are you kidding me? Well, Jalen Rager taking over Justin Jefferson because Monty Rager, his dad, played for the that Eagles. That is. Let nepotism. me tell you something. Nepotism, nepotism. In, in, in the first round oh. of an NFL draft, and you pass on Justin Jefferson, who, if it wasn't for Justin Herbert, ironically the same first name, Justin Jefferson is the rookie of the year in the NFL if it wasn't for Herbert because he's going to win it. Right. Which leads us to a. Take. I guess it's a segment, but this is a take where I get emotional, and it's called In the Moment. Right now, Jalen Rager is a bust. I know it's early to say that, but so far, all I see going now, look, strictly by the eye test. You disagreed with me last night when I said it. I'm just saying. Strictly by the eye test, what I see when I go back and I watch week one, forget about the injuries. When I go week one, Rager, week one, Justin Jefferson, you you gotta be kidding me you took this guy over Justin Jefferson. You gotta be kidding me. And he, this guy couldn't even get real separation on the worst 
pass defense in the league. Not only in the league, but actually, Tech. In, Historically. In, in the history of the yeah. NFL. Which is just so remarkable to even try to comprehend on your home field. Where is this what? breakaway speed that we heard so much about? Okay, so I agree with the majority of your assertion. However, all I'm going to say is this. And I touch on this again later in the show, but the West Coast offense is fully predicated on timing. You have an offense that on half of the dropbacks, the timing is disrupted for the entire season. For the most part, when you look at all the plays and who's blowing their blocks and who's not picking up blocks. And then Carson just not getting rid of the ball or just taking a sack, whatever it is. The timing... Is not there where even if Justin Jefferson was in this offense right now, okay, I don't know that he would look that great where, as he does with Kirk okay, Cousins. I get that, but here's what I will say to that. I will say that they said in the scouting report on draft night, Jalen Rager's number one thing, speed. His hands were sp- suspect that. and his route running was suspect. What did they say about Justin Jefferson? He's got hands and he runs the best routes in college football. He was this, NFL polished coming in. This guy yeah. runs routes he does. correctly. And that's the key. And Jalen Rager has been called out by Baldinger and Dinger and all the great guys who do, who do the Ray breakdowns. Ray Diddy was upset last night. Yes. Ray Diddy was written. They, and that's a Hall of Fame writer. Yes. I've never seen him like that. Well, they have said all year in different t- at different times how Rager is not running routes correctly. And partially because of the coaching staff and the play designs, sometimes they're not schemed open. Well, who's the wide receivers coach? It's some nobody. That oh. Get a real wide receivers coach in here. Give me a retired player the that had a staff. solid career. I, I don't even need a Hall of Fame guy. Just give me a solid player that had a, a good career as an NFL wide receiver. Right. Pro-line music. Pro-line music. Located at 490 Lincoln Highway in Fairless Hills, PA. Pro-line music. Everything for the musician. Carrying all major brands. You find a better price, we'll beat it. Offering lessons in person or virtual. On-site repair service center. Rentals. Recording studio. Pro-line music. Call 215-736-8055. One more time. 215-736-8055. Yes, sir. Pro-Line Music. Pro-Line Music. Pro-Line Music. Everything for the musician. Would you agree that the worst thing this team can do right now is go on a run and win the division? No, not the worst. And I'll, because I'll tell right you now why. we have the sixth pick in the draft. I'll, t- I'll tell you why. Because to a large extent, now I understand where you're going with that with the draft stock. It's important, especially if you're rebuilding something. I can't remember the last However, time we had the number six I'm, pick. It's I'm been a, tr- a long time. It has been a long time. Probably uh, Andy's last year, the next year after that, we were four and 12. So probably like uh, 2013, maybe. But he- here's the issue I'm a traditionalist when it comes to playing the game. And you want your players, no matter how bad it looks, no matter how bad the team is, no matter what the draft position is or isn't going to be, a large percentage of these guys, whether we like it or not, are going to be on the roster next year. You want these guys to play with heart, every whistle, every play, because you know what? At the end of the day, most Eagles fans, that's how we are as people. We, we go hard at whatever we do. We're well, passionate right. people. Like, you you know, want to it, see that no matter what. It's, so it's, it's tough not for me my, to say lose. It's, it's not in my to DNA that. to ever root against them. I of course can't. Not. Of course I watch not. every game, and of course I want them to win. They could, they could be a one-win team in week 15 and I still want them to win that game. Absolutely. Same, same. But right now we have the sixth pick in the draft. Uh, Look, targeting. targeting. Now, 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 would you agree 
that even Howie can't miss on a on a top six pick? I would not agree. Because there are busts like I mean, look, he, Ryan Leaf. Despite him being completely inept Ryan at evaluating Leaf. talent. Really bad. <laughs> Most clueless GMs don't miss on a top six pick. See, the problem is Howie's just not a football guy. He's a numbers guy, you know, with the cap. Um, when right. he had Joe Douglas, you know, they were drafting the right players. But who knows who was drafting who? It's a True. mystery. It is a mystery. It, was Joe Douglas picking this player? Was it was Howie picking him? I don't even know. The, sc- the scouting department needs to be completely rebuilt. I mean, it's not only Howie, because Howie, to, in his defense here, he's a general manager. So he's getting a lot of reports from a lot of scouts that the organization is paying money to. Every two weeks, they're getting a check from the Philadelphia Eagles to do a job. You're, you're the scout in charge of but, scouting. But he's ultimately the decider. He is, right. But he's getting reports from people. So why are these reports recommending J.J. Ortega-Whiteside over D.K. Yeah, Metcalf? How do they how who, does who he wrote even that get report? On, yeah, how who does he report? get on a draft board? You get my point. So right. the, whole, the whole personnel department needs to be reconfigured and restructured where you need to bring in football guys. Andy Reid Andy Reid is one of the best evaluator of talent evaluators of talent in the history of the NFL. Hey, period. Right. You dra- you pick Donovan McNabb out, out of that draft and you pick Pat Mahomes out of the draft in the second round. Look what Andy Tyree did with Kill, that team. Kareem Hunt. This kid this guy is a legendary Hall of Fame coach and oh, we were lucky uh, to have absolute, him for so long. Very lucky. Very fortunate to have uh, had the Andy Reid era in this city. The way they drafted players, we took it for granted. Yes, we did. Drafting guys like, right out the gate, Deshaun was an amazing pick. Deshaun Jackson, Jeremy Macklin, LaShawn McCoy. I mean, the list goes on with the offensive players. When it comes to picking offensive players, Howie Roseman versus Andy Reid is like racing a Lambo against a freaking Chevy Malibu. Right. No other way to put it. There's no other way to put it. Vet alumni. It's my quarterback. Need four from the 15. Wentz throwing, and there's the interception. In the end zone, Quandre Diggs. Fly, Seahawks, fly. We just weren't on the same page, and you know that's on me. We got to make sure we're on the same page. It's Wednesday afternoon quarterback. Wednesday afternoon quarterback and whoo man. All right, so last night, uh, I thought, me personally, I thought the announcers were tremendous. I thought yeah. uh, Brian Greasy and Lewis Riddick, who by the way should be the next GM Lewis of the Riddick Philadelphia is my Eagles. Favorite analyst he, he's on tremendous. television. Phenomenal. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. He always makes sense. He was dead on all he was. game long. They got a good dynamic, those three. And I don't mind those in the guys. post-game show with Scott Van Pelt, Brian Greasy, in defense of our quarterback, said this. And everybody just wants to bypass the offensive line. I don't. I'm sorry. Like, if you don't have time to sit back there in the pocket, then it begins to affect you. And even when you do have a clean pocket then, Scott, you're wondering, am I going to get hit in the back because I have, you know, a guy in Jordan Mailata that's playing left tackle It's only started five games. Uh, so it begins to creep into your head. And then the play calling starts to get conservative. So it's it's... Yes, Carson Wentz needs to play better. Doug Peterson needs to coach better. The offensive line needs to play better. The the management, the front office here in Philadelphia need to get better talent around Carson Wentz. I still believe in Carson Wentz, and you, you might mock me for that. I think he's a good quarterback. He's proven that he could be a good quarterback when you have the pieces around him. Yeah, man. I mean, he's not lying. He's Look, 
It's the truth. It's uh, the truth. It, it, it absolutely is the truth. Now, it, he's a quarterback, though. Right. I, you got to take that with a grain of salt. Like Orlovsky. You got to take it with a grain of salt when I the quarterbacks that guy too. chime in. I love in. that guy, too. I know. Only known for stepping out the back of the end zone. <laughs> Yo, is that what he's known for? Remember on Thanksgiving? He I don't the- remember that. I don't remember Dan Orlovsky. Do that clip up. Here comes Jared Allen, and he's out of bounds. Poor guy. I don't even know if he realized it. And that's a safety. Well, so much for me calling him savvy because he had no idea where he's on the field. <laughs> Dan Orlovsky stepping in the back of the end zone. The funny thing is, is. He, didn't, he didn't even know. <laughs> oh, no. Look, uh, these are guys who defend Carson on a regular basis. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that because, uh, admittedly, this is not all Carson's fault. He is really playing poorly. I mean, he's, he's, not, he's yeah, as bad he's, as it gets. He's not performing like a quarterback making $30 million a year. No, he's a bottom and three quarterback. he continually is making head-scratching throws at key moments in the game. Unreal. Usually red zone interceptions in the end zone is what we're seeing. Now, yeah. in his defense on that one, the digs, that was just a miscommunication. Goddard broke the route off. It was but an you, option you, route. You can't make that miscommunication. You can't no, have that you miscommunication. Can't. You can't. At, it, that's, at that spot? Mental, no. sharp, mental sharpness has been fleeting. Fleeting. Now, time Fleet. and again, you know, I've made the case tech to, to for him to be the guy we saw in 2017, but we don't really seem to get that Carson anymore. No. You know, we don't put it all on his back. You know, we that, talk that about Carson that. That Carson is gone. It's a complete offensive unit failure, man. Totally. It's just really, that's the only way to say it. Complete offensive unit failure from the personnel to the play calling to the execution this team is not prepared and and that to me is astounding astounding you are week in and week out unprepared for these games i mean doug's been terrible at crucial moments i mean when you can't gain four to five yards on a second and ten and continually you're putting your quarterback in a third and ten third and twelve twelve climb you know, dialing up on those plays, east-west flowing plays instead of maybe north-south right. flowing plays. You're doing misdirections on third and long. Dude, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. And the O-line isn't good enough for you to do that. You got Jason Peters with a broken toe. He looks horrible. Matt Pryor isn't even an NFL caliber player. He's not even, he's like amateur hour out there. It, it is. Again, I talked about it a second ago, but timing in this type of offensive scheme is the only thing that really can create success. It was true for Bill Walsh's Niners teams that, that coined the, classic the West, West Coast, Coast offense. offense. It's classic. all timing. Oh, because, you know, Joe totally. Montana, a lot of those plays, he's releasing quick and they're short, efficient passes. And that's what Andy did so effectively for so many years. Yep. Doug has almost adopted an air raid version of the West Coast offense, which is kind of similar to what... Kyler Murray is, is doing with Kingsbury in Arizona. But you gotta have receivers for this. Exactly. To we work. don't have the personnel for that, is what I'm getting at. No. They have the personnel for that. But no, we don't have the personnel Doug for that. think that he can pull these plays off with no receivers. Guys can't even get any separation downfield. You saw DK Metcalf, he was half covered and made a tremendous play downfield. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Carson is performing uh, at a very low level. Um, unfortunately, the guys who are waiting in the wings a.k.a. Jalen Hurts, should probably see the field for at least one or two full games. Him not um, getting a full series, I'm telling you, it leaves... Because you need to know what you have to some extent, but here's the, here's it, the flip it leaves side more of that questions coin. and answers. Here's the flip side of that coin, Tech, and this is really important to consider. We talked earlier about how on half of these dropbacks, your quarterback's under pressure, no matter who the quarterback is uh, yeah. in this offense, right? So you have to I, ask I yourself... I expect that. I expect that. Right, but you have to ask yourself a question. Does putting Jalen Hurts out there in that type of scenario, potentially do more to stunt his growth 
and his confidence, which is key, like we talked about, the intangible confidence of playing that position, does it do more to stunt his growth if he comes in and is just literally buried alive? Yeah, I, I hear you. Well, it, or, it's not fair to him. Or do I, you I just you. run with your fledgling $30 million man and maybe you could steal one or two more wins and somehow host a playoff game and whatever. And that's that, that's that's the decisions to make. I still think that they owe it to themselves as an organization and to Hertz to at least let him start one game from start to finish before the end of this season. Full from start to finish. And now it's a change from what I've been saying, man. Right. That's because of last night, though. It, <laughs> it because would have to be. that game for a franchise quarterback, that game's a win. No, oh, totally. They, oh, they, yeah. they, they did everything I agree in the first quarter. That should have been a fourteen nothing or ten nothing Eagles lead in the first quarter. With your defense playing out of its mind, I I couldn't agree more. But it wasn't. No. And that's the difference between the Eagles team we thought we had in August. Yep. But the reality of what they are, and that has been Wednesday afternoon quarterback. Numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. Men lie, women lie, numbers don't. Numbers don't lie. Look at the numbers. The numbers don't lie. Why? Why? Numbers don't lie. And, uh, well, we got a doozy this week, but uh, this one is uh, brought to you by ProLine Music. Located at 490 Lincoln Highway, Fairless Hills, PA. Proline Music, everything for the musician. So, numbers don't lie this week, man. They, they never lie. They, if it's one thing that the numbers do, it's tell the truth. Oh, man. The whole truth. It's nothing but the truth. The realest thing, man. The ugly truth. So, naturally, of course, on the heels of another terrible loss by our boys... <laughs> DK Metcalf registered the third fastest speed in the entire league this week Whew. on his 52-yard touchdown grab. One of the very few times Slay has been beat this year, I might add. He simply just had his worst game as an Eagle, though. Um, and missing Metcalf is a microcosm of the failure that is Howie Roseman's draft boards. Absolutely. I mean, Metcalf, look, he, the guy looks like a pro wrestler out there. He really does. I mean, he, he's the closest thing to T.O. that I've seen since T.O., except for maybe Calvin Johnson. You can make that argument. But in terms of the way he's built and the way he moves with the ball. He's even bigger than, than Megatron. I mean, I feel like he's bigger than Megatron. Maybe he's not, but he yeah. feels that way. Now, on that same play to DK Tech, that was also, across the entire league, the second most improbable completion <laughs> from Rust and Metcalf. So they hit top five in two categories on next-gen stats on one play. With a 20% completion probability, that making figures. it look easy. Easy. Look it elementary look easy. out there. Now, I, I should I should add, because there's not much to be excited about with the Birds in this game, but no. Carson's late meaningless TD to Richard Rodgers that cut the score to 23-17 with, totally 12, meaningless. with 12 seconds to go. <laughs> Where he tipped the ball, and it was almost like something out of backyard football. I mean, it was a thing of beauty, the way he right. went down and, sna- and, and basically stabbed it with his hand. Yeah. That was actually right behind the Metcalf connection at 20%. This had a 22.2% completion probability. Wow. Which is still impressive, even yeah. though it doesn't mean anything. No, it means nothing. The other lone play from the Birds was Dallas Goddard's 27-yard grab for the touchdown, which actually was the seventh most impressive yards after the catch play 
on the season. Ah, there you Only go. Only with 13 yards above the expected average um, or the, for that play, but still came in seventh uh, across the entire league. So shout out to Dallas on that one. Totally. Worth noting, too, that as of week 12, whole season, Miles Sanders, our guy Miles, actually has two rushes in the overall top 10 for the whole year. Yeah, but six carries last night. We didn't even get to Miles Sanders to discuss that. Six I'm disgusted carries. with that. The play calling was horrendous. And then, how and how then, do you come out and not run the ball once in the first series? I don't know what's happened to Miles Sanders. I really don't. Ever since the fumble, it's like he he's he, the, the coaching staff obviously is shaky on him. He only had six carries. He dropped two balls. One of them was crucial and his fault. The yeah. second one yeah. was a bad pass. It hit his hands. I get your logic. It hit your hands. It, it's a, it should be a catch. I mean, yeah, it's the rule. But it was a bad throw. I don't put it all on him, but nevertheless, Miles a drop. He has, to, he has to work on his pass catching, and he has to work on his ball security. And if he does, he can be an elite running back because he runs yeah. with power, elusiveness, and finesse. I would hope finesse. so. I mean, you know. Now, you know, with, with that said, the two rushes I'm talking about are actually fourth and seventh across the whole league. Next to names like Aaron Jones, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry. Uh, Boston Scott's also on that list, 18th over the whole okay. season as far as the remarkable rushes. Well, which he has, he had just a means how much yards do you get after contact that you're not supposed to get. Right. And Next Gen breaks that down. Um, the last little tidbit that we have is that the Eagles actually finished Week 12 somehow, Tech, and this is mind-blowing to me, with the league's ninth-ranked overall defense. Yeah, that is mind-boggling. With a top 10 pass defense, nonetheless. <laughs> the unit is, by and large, really performed as it has for the entirety of Schwartz's tenure, statistically. Yeah, I know. He gets on my nerves sometimes, but I have to agree but that he's... But the pathetic uh, offense is why. Yeah, look, Jim Schwartz had a good game plan last week. He had a good game plan this week. I, I can't get on him because the defense isn't the worst part of this team. They're yeah, actually I know. pretty good. I- I'm disgusted. Numbers don't lie, Tech. Numbers don't lie. Now it's doom and gloom. They are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. Hello, you play to win the game. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? That's where I'm frustrated. That's where my whole frustration comes in. We're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. I'm going to tell you why I'm mad. mad. Doom and gloom. This one's easy. Okay, this one's a gimme. I'm beating a dead horse here. We know it. The horse is dead. I'm standing over it, whipping it <laughs> relentlessly. This is just... What do you want me to do? This, this is too easy, folks. Okay, and, 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 in the room. And by the way, for the, for, the, for the critic who said it sounds like I'm reading, you're goddamn right. This is an editorial piece. All right? That's right. You we're, tell we're not on camera here, so I have the luxury of being able to read <laughs> it. Okay? I'll try to make it sound less reading. Let ready? Him, let them know. Okay, Jeffrey. It's time. Forget about 2017 and the nostalgia of a parade coming down Broad Street. Forget the new norm. Forget the window that was open for a limited time. It's time to move on. It's time to reduce Howie's role from GM, in which he decides the players to draft and sign in free agency, and make him the GM of salary caps and making trades. The man's a brilliant capologist, but evaluating talent is not his bag. Hire Lewis Riddick, and I promise 
This thing could get turned around in two years. You've enabled Howie to repeat the same draft mistakes, picking bust after bust. Now you watch guys your GM passed on come into your building and embarrass you. Ugh. You see guys that your GM picked either not be able to get on the field or be mediocre at best when they do. You see guys that your GM picked and then cut look like good players elsewhere. It's time. City Jones. It's time. As far as Doug goes, listen, I like Doug. I actually like Doug. The man has a statue outside the building, for Christ's sake. It's almost like insulting right now, though. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) The reality is, if he's not willing to relinquish the play-calling duties to a real offensive coordinator, then it's time to make a change. And when I say play-calling duties, I mean permanently. Not for a play or a series or a game. Permanently. Something tells me Doug is not willing to do that. Oh, no. And in that case, Jeffrey, it's time. And your quarterback isn't off the hook either in all this. He's been one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. We've discussed it at length. He can't read defenses. He can't see the field. He misses the most basic of throws and fails to get the ball out when he does have guys open. For a guy that's six foot five to get as many balls batted down as he does is criminal. He hesitates on just about every throw. When Russell Wilson snaps the ball, he looks left, fires, his head turns. Carson looks left, he hesitates, then he fires, often causing timing issues with his receivers, sometimes resulting in turnovers. That split-second hesitation is everything. Carson says every week that he'll fix it. But at this point, it's pretty obvious that he doesn't even know what to fix. Oh boy, it's pretty bad. That's where coaching is supposed to come in. Both are an absolute failure. However, with a new regime, new GM picking players, and a new coaching staff, I'd actually be curious to see if Carson can recapture what he once had. Yes. We saw it once. Yes. So we know he's capable of being, at the very least, a functional starting quarterback. Yes. But that's for next season. For the time being, though, it's time to see what Jalen Hurts is. It's a waste of everyone's time to continue doing the same things over and over and over when all you're netting is the same result. You've allowed your GM to waste a second-round draft pick on a quarterback. Then let's see what he got. Let's see what we got. I I agree Now is the time. That was a good monologue, my friend. Well, you know, sometimes I got it in me. That was a really good Sometimes monologue. Passionate, was assertive, and decisive. Because this one was easy. Let me tell you what. Not only do I agree with most of what you said, you give me Lewis Riddick as the GM. Oh, yeah. And bring in the football coach, Bill Cowher. And I guarantee this you team want is... Bill Cowher. I want Bill Cowher. I want Eric B. Enemy. I like Eric... Well, I like Eric On B. Enemy, too. <laughs> Eric sleeping with B. Enemy. Yeah. Shout, out, <laughs> shout out the boomer. Yeah. <laughs> Doom and gloom, baby. <laughs> it's time. For Prim's Picks. These games are a blowout. A human lot. You can bet your children's unborn children on these games. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Prim's Picks. Tech. I'm heating up, man. Yeah, heating, heating up. up. 
two for two last week since we're waiting on the result of today's Ravens-Steelers game this afternoon. Yes, we are. In which part of last week's picks was Pittsburgh minus three at home, which I still stand by. Yep. You got RG3 starting at quarterback for the Ravens in Pittsburgh. That's a 10-point Steeler win. So I'll be three for three, and we'll talk about that next week when we revisit the segment. The two that I hit, of course, were Green Bay easily handling Chicago at home. Easily. And the Seahawks hitting the spread on the money. Minus six here in Philly. I was hoping the Eagles would make me look foolish, but they didn't. So no, four for my last five picks. And in my past 17, 11 and six wins, almost doubling losses. So here you go. Week 13 locks. locks. Tech, give me the Chargers straight up to beat the Patriots in L.A. Really? It's a one point line. The Chargers as home dogs. So just take the money line straight up. Cam Newton engineered a nice late win at home last week against the Cardinals. But he looked average overall. I watched a lot of that game. I hear you. Poor for much of the game. Only really scored 20 points in the last three where his time expired. The Chargers are a sneaky team. Even with a 3-8 record, Justin Herbert, like we talked about, is going to be the rookie of the year. And Austin Eckler is healthy and back, and he looks strong. Give me L.A. Straight up the win, L.A. Lock. Lock. Next tech. Not a popular pick, but I'm taking a risk here. Give me the Texans at home, plus three, so three-point dogs with the Colts coming into town. <laughs> this is, you're, you, let me tell you something. These Your last two picks are almost crazy. Edgy, but I, I hear you. Edgy picks. Edgy they're, 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 picks. These are betters picks. Okay? I'm, okay. I'm going to tell you why. Deshaun Watson has quietly started to really heat up. Okay. Texans are winners at three of their last four. Fresh off a 40-point performance on Thanksgiving. I know it was against Detroit. Still in the middle of the pack defense, however. Indy's coming off a game where they were shredded on the ground. Shredded. (laughs) And you know what I think is going to happen, Tech? Is they're going to refocus this week on the run defense because they were so embarrassed. But the fact that the Texans air it out could be lost in the mix. True, but I I never doubt Frank Reich. I love Frank Reich. However, Deshaun Watson will be the difference in this game. Okay. Give me the Texans, plus three, lock. Lock! <laughs> Lastly, Tech taking another risk. Another risk? Except three risks this, this week. This is an upset pick. Okay. Now, I'm, I'm doing the upset pick. I don't like to pick the easy gimmies because people that are watching or listening, you know, they're going to be like, oh, that's an easy pick. That's a gimme. Anybody can pick that. Right. I'm giving you betters picks. Upset. Give me the Falcons at home to hand the breezeless New Orleans Saints <laughs> a loss. Even with Taysom Hill, I like the, the Saints. The Saints are four-point favorites, but I like Matt Ryan and the Falcons straight up. They dropped a 40-burger this is, this is on a, risky a pick. good football team. The Raiders are a good football team. They who are. Have, who went into Kansas City and beat Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. The Raiders lost by 35 points Yeah, to they're Matt always Ryan. up and down. It's typical Raiders. It's typical Raiders. You know, I agree with you. The Saints are a solid team. It's a division matchup. Yep. Matt Ryan has a weird knack for winning games he's not supposed to win. Yeah, we're, that sounds familiar. Philly area guy. Yeah. Falcon straight up upset. You really will tick your odds up. If you bet that and combo with these other games and it hits, you're turning 20 into $200. There you go. Locks. Locks. So recap, Chargers straight up the win. Texans plus three at home. Falcons straight up over New Orleans. This has been Prem's Picks. We'll see you next week. Vet alumni.